0: Twilight Tonic, I have a very special guest tonight that's a healer, and he has his canine companion to help him. Please welcome Brandon Way. How are you tonight, Brandon?
1: I'm doing very well. How are you?
0: I'm great. I am very excited about this because you're a healer, which is amazing, but you also have a canine companion that helps you with your healing. Is that correct?
1: Uh well I would I wouldn't say that he that he des- necessarily um you know takes uh participates in the healings most of the time, but he guided me to becoming a healer. He he guided me into spirituality. Um and so and that said, I'm sure he probably does participate from time to time, but he's not like sure part of the mix. But yeah, he he played a very critical role in and guiding me into spirituality and healing and everything else that's gone along with it.
0: How did he do that, Brandon? That's fascinating. What made you, what made that click?
1: Well, so, so Tyson, Tyson, um, the name of my book, by the way, is Tyson's gift because, because everything was a gift from Tyson the way I saw it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so he, when he came into my life, he he came in when my wife and I were um, just getting engaged. We were actually working through kind of a rough patch, and um, initially I was I was like a little bit leery of him because I thought uh, we were literally just working through some problems that we we were, we were fortunate we we had our major problems before we even got married, and we've been married going on 17 years now, so it was. Mm-hmm um a fruitful a fruitful rough patch um but when so when when he came in she told me she was going to get this dog and the reason she got the dog was a friend of hers at work knew that she liked Tyson because she the friend had brought him to to work on bring your dog to work days and my wife Misha loved Tyson when she when this would happen mm-hmm. um but the friend moved into a place where she was only allowed one dog and she already had a previous dog before she got tyson and so had decided that she needed to give one of them up and the newer one being tyson he was the choice um so she had decided to take tyson in and but when she told me this i was thinking well you know why would she be interested in a dog when when we're just finally getting through this why she want to focus on her dog (laughs) you know So, I mean, it wasn't, it was, it was my own little paranoia there initially, insecurity uh, as we got through it. But, you know, I didn't, I didn't reveal this to her because I didn't want to be seen as a schmuck. Um, (laughs) But, but I, you know, there was a little bit of insecurity there. But I, I just really fell in love with him from the moment I met him. He, he was, he was a real tough egg to crack. He He was, particularly with men, he was very standoffish. It took me, me, a dog lover, Um, about two months to win him over before he really trusted me which was crazy unusual for me Uh, I I was one of those people that where dogs always took to me really easily and um, but I also had had a lot of traumatic dog experiences as a child where dogs had been taken away from me prematurely Mm -hmm. Um, and I you know I it was stuff that I wasn't even really consciously I was I mean I was aware of it but I wasn't thinking about it i didn't know that it was affecting me in any way um but i also had you know for somebody that loved dogs i i had never even considered in my adult life the idea of having a dog of my own Mm -hmm. um and and i was in my early 30s at this point so part of it i think was the trauma part of it was just being a young young person without a lot of time at home so you know not necessarily conducive uh to a, a good environment for for a dog for a new dog especially um but so you know he came in and out of the blue and and i realized you know by by having to win him over i had to open my heart to him that's that was that was the the deal you know and i I, at the time of course i didn't really understand this intellectually but i my heart went out to him from the moment i met him like he had he was very, I mean, really hostile, like, and it wasn't a hostility of, of hatred. It was a hostility of, you're not going to hurt me.
2: Right.
1: And, and my, my heart, he just won my heart from the time I first got, you know, first interacted with him. Um, and so when I finally won him over and got him to trust me, my heart just, you know, I had to open up a lot, open my own, vulnerability and my own softness up to him a lot in order to get him to do that but once i did it was like it was so so special i mean from the from the start it was but especially when i finally won him over and i realized that this was a like a once in a lifetime opportunity to to be close to a dog and my wife and i we well before i even won him over we actually got engaged so i knew that that this was he wasn't going to be taken away from me right And I, and I was able to let my guard down completely and trust that, that I was going to be able to be close to him and love him. And he, and I wasn't going to lose him. And, uh, and it, it just, it it created a lot of healing in me. A lot hurt healed my heart. It it gave me a sense of um, joy and peace that I didn't even know I was missing. Um, And so when, you know, Fast forward 14 years to the time when we lost him. Well, it wasn't quite 14 years, but he he was about 14 when he passed. Right. somewhere right. Uh, I I knew it was going to be rough, and I knew because I chair I literally cherished every moment with him every day. I never I never took a single day for granted with him, and I knew it was going to be very difficult when we lost him. Um, but what I didn't anticipate was that within within a a day or two of losing him i realized that i was struggling with not just the loss of him but his very existence Mm. i didn't didn't have any kind of religious upbringing i had been exposed to spiritual concepts uh, metaphysical concepts through my my dad in particular and my stepmom um but never never did i actually get immersed in it um and and so, and I you know I was in I was agnostic and i I had tried on several religions in my in my college years and in, and shortly after that and I was even engaged to a woman at one point and I was in my mid-20s that was a member of a very strict religious you know religion um that and, and she she wanted me to convert and I tried I tried to take it on and, and, and believe in in what what her church believed, but I just couldn't. I tried, and and I just couldn't buy into the dogma. And I ended up losing her because of that. So I I came to the I had come to the conclusion that was a very difficult experience for me, very traumatic. Mm-hmm. And um, but I I and I struggled with it. In fact, at the time, I thought there was something wrong with me. But you know, why can't I take right. be religious? Because I, you know, I equated religion and spirituality so i thought well shit you know why why can i not take on this religion am i like am i not godly it it does you know am i not worthy of you know there were these questions passed through my head ultimately i i made peace with it and realized that you know religion just isn't for me i know there's more i know there's god um but i don't think anybody has all the answers and i just for me the best thing for me is just to to be myself and live a good life and 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 not worry about it i was good with that for many years um up until we lost tyson and then all of a sudden it was like okay i know tyson i know we don't just cease to exist anymore but but i i what does that mean i i don't believe in the pearly gates and the clouds and the the harps and all that stuff you know so where is he is he still tyson is he did he evaporate into the ether and 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 now as he part of something else, I, I I just and I couldn't I couldn't believe that because it, I mean his mm-hmm. soul was so rich and he had so much there was so much complexity to, to him, and I, I just couldn't it, it didn't make sense to me that he would just cease to exist in in his previous form, mm-hmm. and so, and so I and I I realized that I was struggling with this like the day or after or maybe the day after two days after he passed. And so I didn't think I was going to get any answers because I had been looking for so long already and I hadn't gotten any answers. So I just I I was just looking for something I could read to give me some comfort. And so I went on I went on Amazon and I punched in animals in the afterlife mm-hmm. and I found this book titled Animals and the Afterlife by by Kim Sheridan who's mm-hmm. a naturopathic doctor and she's she's also very intuitive and and she had a lot, all these autobiographical experiences to share in the book, and you know, uh, animal communication, re- reincarnation, um, you know, uh, uh being able to foresee things, you know, all this stuff. And it was like, okay, either, either, either she is, <laughs> um, either this is real,
2: mm-hmm.
1: these are true stories, um, and she's being totally authentic and being honest, she's lying just for whatever reason she's crazy or you know it or she's you know just making it up for for whatever reason i don't know but i but it was so compelling that i decided you know i gotta give it a try i gotta at least look into this closer so i ended up doing some animal communication sessions of my own um first couple didn't really didn't really blow my mind didn't blow my socks off because i needed something to show me that it was right. real and but the third one i did with sandy Kaska, um and she she's a an animal communicator in ohio who's also a practicing attorney um which to me bought credibility because you know she didn't obviously didn't need to be doing this for any for money right. um so why would she be doing it and um and she's wonderful too outside of everything else but i i, I had an experience with her that was just really moving and it was very specific information that only you know that really only somebody that was there and understood could, could communicate and um and it just it kind of got me started and then from there i i delved in and did mediumship sessions and and their psychic sessions and then i was so by some of those experiences i was so blown away that i finally i came to the because i you know this was like an incremental thing where I right right i was still I was, I was very skeptical from the start, but at the same time, there was something compelling me to move forward. Um, like I knew intuitively that, that this was real and I, but I was, I was needing experiences to show me that it was real on top of that. And, and so once I finally had that, I, I started, I, I friend was another cop who's who, who had just recently left the, the, the force, um, she had just recently learned Reiki and I was telling her about what I was going through and she suggested that I learn it. And so I started, I, I went and learned Reiki, you know, and then I eventually got the distance Reiki attunement and then I became a Reiki master. Mm-hmm. And, and from there, you know, and of course meditation and all those, the other things that go along with being a practicing metaphysician. Um And then from there, I, I've, I've learned a bunch of new modalities beyond Reiki Um, and you know, I, I, I haven't like turned into like a psychic, I wouldn't say, or a medium or anything like that, but I have become a healer and an energy healer and, you know, and, and, and a a pretty decent one at that. And, and it's, so that's how it all started was that I, my dog, you know, through the love for my dog, I learned that, that yes, that we are you know we are eternal spirits having an earthly existence not not a not human beings occasionally having a spiritual existence um Mm -hmm. and and that we do have eternal life and that you know we are we are all connected i learned these things all triggered by my experiences with tyson and a lot of it you know a lot of the readings that i did involved him too um that's all cut documented in the book um but it uh yeah, it's it's so I feel like together, together, we're going we're we're trying we're doing this and we're we're showing people that it is real. That's my goal at this point is right. to I mean, I'm trying to heal. I'm trying to do the best I can to help individual people to heal. But more than that, I, I want them. I'm trying to help them to see that it's it, that it's that they are very much connected to God and that we're connected to each other and that there's there's a bigger picture here. And um, and so that's that's why I'm doing the podcast is, is just to get that that message out there. That's why I'm doing my healing, um, and that's why I wrote my book. And I'm I'm gonna start on a second one here soon. And mm.
0: so, yeah, what's the oh, second one gonna be called?
1: Um, well, the working title, and I think it'll probably stick. The, the working title is gonna be Tyson's Gift Book Two, with a little pepper.
0: Oh. <laughs> That's cute. Because you 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 believe that Tyson's been reincarnated as Pepper, correct? You're not your dog that you have now.
1: Yeah, 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 Pepper Pepper is Tyson. There's no question. There's been lots of things that have happened that are that indicate it. Um but that's, you know, if, maybe when you read when you read Tyson's gift, it, uh-huh. you know, does pass away in it which is very sad it's hard for me to read even now that's going Um, to be
0: hard for me to read because i'm the person that can't watch any animal movies because of that
1: (laughs) I completely but that said you know knowing that that there there is ultimately a a, a very uplifting continuation to his life beyond that um i I think makes it a little easier the first the first half of the book is is his life it's almost written like it's it's similar to Marley and me, I think. Oh my! <laughs> um, it's, it's all anecdotal stories about him, without any, you know, without any metaphysical attachment. It's just how he was affecting our lives and and you know his antics and his his unique character. And then once he passes away, then it's then it becomes about my process and and and, um, and you know uh, having my my spiritual enlightenment, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then, but ultimately, you know, it, it does connect it to him. Um, he actually came back after I finished the book, but, but it's in the, the afterword in the book. Right. Cause I, cause I, it was still, I was still in the process of getting it published when uh, you know, when he, when he did come back. Oh.
0: So after he died, did you dream about him or see him? in spirit
1: Um, that is in between lives you mean Mm
2: yeah
1: um i never i never saw him my wife did um -hmm. and, and felt him and all that but i did hear him a couple of times and uh yeah i had some pretty intimate and close contact with him when he was in when he was in the astral plane uh and the, it's funny, too, because the, the last one, the most the most poignant one would have happened right around the time that Pepper would have been born. Hmm. So I I believe that, that he was coming to, to have one last interaction before he had before he went into body, and you know, and slowly found his way back to me. He was about, uh, well, Pepper was about six months old. Well, no. No, it was a little over six months when we got her. So mm-hmm. she she had she had a lot of different things happen um, in in this incarnation before we because we, we got her from a rescue.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: No, but yeah, I mean, definitely there were definitely tangible things that I experienced with him when he was in the astral plane, aside from just the communication and you know through through mediums and and those things are documented in the book as well it's a it's pretty you know if you if you read the book for what it is which is a a factual autobiography i mean there mm-hmm. there is it's non fiction okay it's there's fantastical things that happen in this book certainly for somebody that hasn't been exposed to a lot of these types of things but right. uh, but if you if you look at it and just take it for face value which is what it is um it's, it's Pretty amazing, pretty amazing. But the more I, I tell you what, though, I'm, as I'm sure you have the same experiences, the more you, the more you, the more you, you, you get exposed to, you know, uh, paranormal things and metaphysical experiences and like, uh, and and things that you can't explain with with not with the normal five senses. Um, you start to realize yeah. that there is a lot more, and just you start to accept it more because it's just. The reality that we that we're taught to to believe um, really blocks out a lot of true reality I think
0: right one well, too I think animals particularly are such wonderful teachers
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: and people don't realize that and you know a couple of my dogs well gosh I've had quite a few animals. I either rescue them and find them good homes or I keep them in my first two dogs I didn't get till I was twenty three. And one was Abby I found on the road and the other one was Ozzy. Somebody tied him to my air conditioner. Oh wow. Yeah, and he was a yeah. chow chow. So I got Abby first and she was pregnant and tick infested and I had to build her a little I built her a little privacy area. And then she came out of her shell. She did great. And then one night, I kept hearing this whining, and I went outside. I didn't even see him because he was all black from top to bottom. Brought him in the second time around. I figured out it was a little dog. Brought him in the one of the cutest dogs I've ever seen. But when he passed away, I felt him walking down the stairs with me at my side because every morning... He would go down the steps with me, and we'd all go down in rhythm. You'd hear us go, ticka, ticka, ticka. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And it was like a ritual for us. And they'd get their doggy biscuit before their breakfast. So I, I felt him. I felt him next to my leg. I could feel his fur, his body. I turned around to give him a treat, and he wasn't there. He had died in the middle of the night upstairs, so he was upstairs still lying where he had passed.
1: Oh, gosh, that must have been hard.
0: I just didn't. I was in shock because I had seen him and felt him. And yeah, all of them were hard. My cats were hard. My dogs were hard. Anytime you lose an animal, it's very difficult, as you know. And sometimes I dream about them. Like you said, you dream or see them or other people pick up on them. And it's such a nice feeling, when that happens, I think.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. It's very affirming and, and it's, it's, it's very nice to know that, that they're at peace and that they're, they're still with you.
0: Yeah. And they're unconditional love. <laughs> There's no judgment from them. They
1: just love you. Yeah, no, they do. But you know, they're, they too have their purpose and it's not, it's not just for us necessarily. It's, you know they're here to to grow themselves and and like uh, that's one thing about tyson is that he he definitely had a, a lot of soul depth to him there was a lot of um healing that he needed to do and and he had a lot of complexity he wasn't your typical dog that you know that just was like ready you know loved you from the moment you when you got home he was just like all over you and He wasn't like that. There was many times where I got home and he didn't, didn't care. (laughs) (laughs) It's my (laughs) feeder. He was, he was, you know, he, he had, he was complex, like a, like a human on a lot Mm -hmm. of
2: levels. Yeah.
1: So he wasn't, he doesn't that stereotype, but, but he, he certainly grew a lot in during that lifetime. And, and you can see, you can see the growth in him now as, as Pepper. So it's pretty, pretty wonderful.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. So you basically retired from your job that you had previously, and now you are actually working as a full time healer, aren't you?
1: Um, well, I'm I'm I, I have a I have a practice. I I I'm still, you know, it's still new. I started in, in April mm-hmm. and it, I had done, you know, um, I'd done, been doing healing since I, since basically well, just after Tyson passed away just a few months later. Uh, but, but I finally got to the point where I decided to, to, to become, to make this something that I was doing professionally, um, in April. So I work every day. I wouldn't say I'm working full time, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but, but I, am but I am, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm a practicing healer. So, and it's, it's pretty awesome. I love it. I, I hope, it, I, I, I hope to get a little busier. I, I don't necessarily want to be going crazy because, you know, I want to be able to really put lots of energy into it and not be ta- taxed so much. Right. Um. But, but yeah, that's what I'm doing. And I love it. It's, it's really good stuff. It's, I I feel like I, I feel very lucky definitely to be, yeah. to have opportunity to be able to be doing this.
0: Certainly. In. If you don't mind me asking, what was your prior profession before you decided to do this?
1: Um, I, I was a police officer.
0: Wow. So you've seen a lot of stuff in your lifetime.
1: Yeah, I would say so. You know, I've had I had a lot of different I, I, I'm pretty I've been I was I was a cop for 12 years. And then before that, I drove it. I delivered bottled water and um, and for DHL and FedEx for 10 years. Before that, I was a personal trainer and a substitute teacher for a little bit, not very long. Uh, I thought about becoming a, t- a school teacher. Mm-hmm. And I just decided against it, and um, before that, I worked in Hollywood. And, and <laughs> I was a, <laughs> what I worked on. <laughs> yeah, I worked on the last season of of Married with Children, the last twenty four episodes. Um, I, and I, I was lucky there because that was one of my favorite shows. Um, And I got—I was lucky enough to get to work on it, and I worked on the the first Men in Black. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And uh, what did that, you that,
0: what I, did you do for them? Were you on there, or did you build sets, or what did you do?
1: I, I was a production assistant, so I was basically a gopher. You know, That's I was
0: cool I, though.
1: Oh, it was really. I was. I was. You know, I was just out of college at the time, and uh, and that, and I I majored in film in college, so I was, uh-huh. you know. I I wanted my, my aspiration in college was to be a film director. Um, And so I, you know, I made films in college and I, and, but Hollywood, you know, I, I, I realized with, you know, in the, in those, those, those first years that, that what I really loved was making movies with my friends and, and, and that's what, that's what was driving me to want to make movies it was the it was the, the joy of it and the fun of it and, sure. and you know and and hollywood just did that whole scene down there The just the hecticness and the superficiality of it and the the, the rat race of it and not a, nothing nothing to knock you know people that, that choose to go that route because it, you know it takes a lot of courage and a lot of work to to be successful in that industry but I di- I decided. I realized that it wasn't what I wanted. I wanted to have more of a, a conventional family life, and
2: mm-hmm. you know,
1: that, that sort of thing. And, and LA didn't didn't do it for me, so I, I left. But yeah, I've had a pretty eclectic background, but it's been it's been great because you know there were times where I thought there was something wrong with me that I was that I was always yeah, but... you know, jumping from you know into these different jobs and 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 there's I mean there's some consistent. Factors in each of these jobs and, and characteristics in them, but uh, but it's given me a lot of different experiences and and a lot of interacting with different walks of life and mm-hmm. um you know and 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 observing myself in those experiences and so I would say you know I've I've definitely learned a lot over the years and it 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 certain that it makes you I think that makes you a better healer yeah because you can really relate to people and and um, and feel a, a certain kinship with everybody.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. Not, not yeah,
1: anybody. Uh, anyway, I mean, we're all connected. We're all one, really. But but it's still when you're if you live in a very small bubble, you know, there's a lot. Of, there's fear. We're humans. We're afraid of what we don't know and understand. And mm-hmm. and, and and so having those eclectic experience experiences definitely. Has helped me a lot as a human, as a soul, as a healer, you know, it's been good.
0: I think that's really interesting that you had so many experiences, like you said, that when somebody asks you for help, you become almost non judgmental at that point because of your experiences. You had to have those experiences before you could do it.
1: Totally. I, I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily a a prerequisite for everybody, but but for me, it, it definitely helps a lot because I have an understanding. You know, and I've fallen on my my face and eaten lots of humble pie throughout my lifetime.
0: I, I understand.
1: <laughs> I've never been Mister Arrogant and Cocky, but I still have been humbled many many times. You know. Mm-hmm. And messed- and, fa- and had to live my own frailty and my own weaknesses and so yeah i mean it definitely i think some of the best stuff stuff that you could experience is is failure and messing up because it makes you empath empathetic with those that you know other people that are going through those experiences
2: Absolutely.
1: Um, you realize that i mean anybody and everybody can have can have these types of, of downturns in their life, no matter how good of a person they are, no matter how smart they are, no matter how hardworking they are, um, you know, and what people deserve is compassion, understanding, and, you know, and empathy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And right. that's 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 what's going to help them heal, aside from, you know, a connection to God and everything else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, having those experiences is helpful, to say the least
0: what is next for you you are doing a podcast that's coming out very soon
1: yeah actually i had I, we had our um debut episode last thursday mm-hmm. uh it's on the show is called the tyson's gift podcast um and again everything stems from tyson so the the book is tyson's gift yeah. how an eight pound time became a man's greatest spiritual guide the practice the, the healing practice is Tyson's Gift Um Healing Arts. And then my podcast is called <laughs> Tyson's Gift Podcast. So that um it debuted on WLTKDB.com on uh a third it's it's on every Thursday unless there's a bi week um it's 6 p.m. Central on WLT. Mm-hmm. So that's you know that's ongoing. That first episode I kind of announced what the show was about and what I was trying to achieve with that, um, which is like I was saying, is basically um you know showing having people on the show that have had have had similar experiences to my own so exposing paranormal activity metaphysics um uh, extraterrestrial energy mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff relates to our eternal nature and and so you know i all these things are designed to to, to show people that light and, and to it's kind of normal normalize it you know right i mean so so many people have had these experiences um i, I myself had when i look back on my life prior to, to my tyson experience i also had quite a few paranormal experiences but i kind of just brushed them off yeah. and ignored them Sure. you know and i i think I mean, the more cognizant people are of these things the more the more they get exposed to other people experiencing mm-hmm. these same you know, they, they're going to tend to, they're not going to be so quick to dismiss them. And, and that will bring peace. And so that, that's what I'm, I'm hoping to do with the show, aside from having fun and entertaining, you know, and, and just doing it because it's, it's cool. It's, it's a fun thing to do. That's, that's why I, that's, that was the catalyst for me creating it because I thought, well, you know, the book, I'm, I'm a voice with my book. Mm -hmm. Here's another for me to be a voice. I'm sure it's the same thing with you um, uh or something similar to that and, and, and so yeah so that right now that's what's next is i'm I'm doing my practice and and trying to help as many people as I can or that are willing to come to me um I'm doing the the podcast and trying to get the get it that the the message out that way I'm continuing to promote my book where I can you know it's been a been modestly successful i would say very modestly
0: successful. well that's good
1: hopefully yeah, yeah. it will be
0: more successful
1: yeah i mean hopefully over time i mean it's you know it's i know it's helped a lot of people already you know maybe not it's not like stephen king where it's you know tens of thousands <laughs> of books but but it's you know it, yeah i've sold several hundred books and you know and i and i've had several people you know come come to me well i shouldn't even say i should say quite a few it actually reached out to me and told me how much it's helped them and that that just makes it all if it helped one person sure on that level it it would be worth it you know um but so so i'm doing that and then i'm i'm trying to get up the cojones to you know and and, and just go for it and write the second book and so yeah. uh, you know when i when i wrote the first one i was i was hesitant to start that one too um mm. But once I got going on it, it basically wrote itself. Um, Right. You're
0: opening such a big part of yourself.
1: Well, yeah. And, and, you know, it's it's one of those things where you you look at it and say, well, yeah, these are really cool experiences. But are people, do people really care? I mean, is it going to, is it really going to make a difference to people? I mean, these are just my humble experiences. Is it going to make that big of a difference? Is it worth it? Um, you know, and and it's it. I know that sounds kind of lame and and self-deprecating, but that really those insecurities did go through me as I was trying to get up the courage to to start the first book. And but you know now I know that it, it does make a difference. You've, you know, and it doesn't have to be something fantastical. Every just I think in a lot of cases people find find you more relatable when you're telling just a normal story. Right, but. One, but one that has this spiritual depth to it, as we all of our lives do, you know, but being able to articulate that into it so other people can see that, oh yeah. Maybe, you know, there's more to this than than maybe I'm I'm giving it credit for.
0: You know? And I think some people need that really badly. Um, with all the experiences people have and they're afraid to speak up. Like, is this normal? Am I crazy?
1: Absolutely. Did I see yeah. this? Did
0: I hear that? Or am, am I, you know, especially a lot of people didn't grow up in this. I was always fortunate. I grew up with this. So I was very fortunate in that aspect. Um, my mom was like really big into Edgar Casey and all of that stuff. And this stuff was normal, okay. part of nature. And that stuff just happens. But how many people get raised like that? Very few.
1: Yeah, no. And, and even if you like, I I wasn't quite, I don't, I wouldn't say I I was my, my parents delved in. Well, they did, but not where they exposed me to it like your mom did. But, but it was at least something that was, that was credible. It was something that to taught to at least consider. And so even though I was, I, I really was skeptical, I, I at least wasn't, it wasn't something that was taboo either.
0: That's
2: good. Yeah.
1: Um, And so, yeah, you're right. I mean, that that is, I would say that I was also very fortunate in having that type of exposure, um, even if it was on a modest level. Uh, For people that, for folks that that were, especially people that grew up in a really religious household where, you know, it's very rigid and dogmatic and these things are considered not not just outlandish, but evil. Mm Mm-hmm. Or, you know, uh, of a, you know, from a, a dark source. Like, and I, I mean, I have friends, I have friends that I've done healings on, remarkable healings on that won't give me a, uh, uh testimonial because they're afraid of being judged by their church. Really? Yeah. To be honest with you, it pissed me off pretty bad when they, like, <laughs> <laughs> I have even you know, but I mean, I, I was like significant healings. Okay. Like the healings that, that like were, that, that, that opened the door for things in their life where they, they were, where they were debilitated and all of a sudden they were good. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, uh, one of them like had chronic migraines and, and, and then the migraines just went away, you know? Wow. Uh, and, and which, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that I, I'm not upset with them, but it, but it's hurtful, um, yeah. to. To just dismiss you know these this the stuff that that i'm doing but i understand at the same time because there's this rigidity in their conditioning
2: mm-hmm.
1: i get it but but here's the thing they were open-minded enough to let me work on them
2: <laughs> yeah yeah
1: <laughs> but don't
0: tell anybody
1: <laughs> yeah well actually they weren't even like that until a couple of years later when i started my practice and asked them for a testimonial and they wouldn't and it, that it was a little hurtful for me because here I am getting started, and and close friends that I've helped and they won't, you know, but but it's not you can't I the 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 emotional side of me says sees things that way, but the logical side of me says, yeah. yeah, but they're not doing it out of malice. They're doing it because they're afraid, and they're yeah. they this is what they've been conditioned with. They don't want to be judged. They they they're not willing to to put their name by it, and. And I I get it I I understand it It still frustrates the hell out of me But imagine being somebody like that 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 has those those boxes around them in terms of their thought and mm-hmm. their perception mm-hmm. world And you know and you're exposed to these Maybe life is like throwing these these experiences at you Trying to wake you up Right And 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 you're you're not only having to cope with thinking outside the box and seeing things that you're that you've been taught not to perceive, but you're also dealing with social dogma.
0: Uh
1: That's you know, I I empathize with that situation. Um uh but at the same time (laughs) there's part of (laughs) me that just You're like, when like, people, you're like uh, that's annoying. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, and I, after what, you know, I mean, I've had my, like I was telling you, my, I was engaged to a woman who was very religious and I lost her over it. And so I, I have kind of a, I have very little tolerance for it. if mm-hmm. be personal. Somebody comes at me like that. I, you know, I'm not going to wish them any ill will or anything like that, but I will block them out faster than you can. You know. Yeah, uh, and, you know, That's the human side of me. You know, I'm not saying that that's right, but but I have very little tolerance for that,
0: yeah, and yeah, I get it. you know i it was weird because people don't realize now stuff is starting to change, where people are becoming more accepted,
1: yeah, of metaphysical
0: I, well, spiritual stuff like that.
1: I think the world is i mean not only is it becoming more popular, I mean it it's more more common people are getting exposed to these ideas. And so it's, it's not out of left field as bad or as Mm -hmm. much, Um, but I think the world, I think we, as a planet, as a race, you know, as, as a collective of souls and not, not just humans, but every other, you know, um, animals, plants, you name it on the planet. I think the planet is now, um, you know we're we're in a high higher frequency i think we're moving into a period of enlightenment yeah. um, you know as a, as a, as a collective that that we weren't in before and i think it's making it possible for for these higher that's you know maybe that's my bias but i i believe that these concepts and these these realities are of a higher vibration i do um, too yeah you know it's it's making us more we're our our thoughts and our 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 minds and our 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 hearts are becoming more in line with, um, with the universe because the earth is is increasing its vibration. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely. Us with, you know, which is beautiful. It's amazing. Um, and uh, it's a it's an exciting time to be alive, to say the least. I I feel lucky to be one of the ones that you know that woke up early. You know, <laughs> because. Because it's you know not only can you be of service and helping others, um, but but you get to to experience that peace that comes with it. It's pretty wonderful. Yeah. And and the other thing that I want to point out, and it just occurred to me. So my dad, who's a wonderful man, um, he he goes on walks every morning, and we we my dad and and, and my mom Carla and And then my my family we just moved to to Northern Florida from California mm-hmm. and we're all we're all new into this area, so my dad walks every morning and and there's a gentleman that that walks the neighborhood about the same time that he's run into a number of times, and he's very religious and so they they stop and they chat, and then of course, he wants to you know start witnessing to my dad which my dad is open and, and, you know, friendly. He's not the type that's going to like be offended by it or anything like that. But, right. but, but <laughs> my dad, my dad is, is, you know, he's, he's, he doesn't practice like I do, but he definitely, he his through me and through his own experiences, he sees things very similar to the way I do and the way you do. Um, but he's not necessarily like a practicing metaphysician. Um, right. But so when 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 he starts ex- ex- sharing with this this man, his idea of things, oh, <laughs> the, guy, the, guy, the guy thinks that he's like, you know, that he's like dark or something. And but one of the things that, that the guy set, has told my dad, which I find to be just it, it's so typical, but but it just makes me want to shake my head as he's t- he told my dad, well, it's a very exclusive club. <laughs> and. And, and I wow. him, give me a break. It's not an exclusive club. Are you kidding me? We're all created by God. We're all part of of that oneness. We're all part of God. Okay, you don't have to be a part of a particular group in order to consider yourself close to God. Right. I don't care. And and he's I'm no closer. I'm no much more no more a part of it than than he is. But certainly I'm no less either. And mm-hmm. I just I look. At him, it's so ego based it's so earthly based. It's just, I just, I find it to be, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with with him or that he's a bad guy or anything like that. I, you know, I'm sure he's a wonderful man, but it's just, it's sad that people, don't you see the, 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 um, the contradiction there?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I I to you that, you know that you're taking pride in the idea that that you get to, you're going to have eternal life, whereas your neighbor won't simply because they haven't accepted what you believe. Do you not see the irony there? It's oh, just, they don't. And, and, no, they don't. And you know, and and you know, God bless them. They're they're on their path just like you and I are, um, and they're here to learn just like you and I are. But I just, it, it just, it's just so interesting and funny to me that that when society a lot of times aggrandizes that type of belief
0: oh yeah and it's very accepted
1: well in certain parts of the parts of the world certainly it is in other parts there people like that are actually condemned which i don't agree with that either um uh, you know but it's just it's like (laughs) there's a there's a better way (laughs) there's a better Mm way
2: absolutely
1: All love and I not, not kumbaya, everybody, you know I'm not, <laughs> I'm not gonna look at reality and I'm just gonna put my head in the sand and pretend like everybody's good love. I'm talking about the fact that we're all part of God, that we're all on our path, and we all deserve that respect. Absolutely. Um, but as a as a police officer, you know, I dealt of course I dealt with people that were really not on a good path, you know. But I but I never saw them as lesser. Because because they, in fact, I I really felt for them because they they were hurting. Yeah. You know. Um. And and to look at to look at your fellow man that way is just, it's just, it's foolish and and not and and it's not realistic and it's not it's not making you any better. It's not helping you any, and it's certainly not helping them either. No. You know? Okay, I'll get out of my soapbox. <laughs>
0: Well, with all this stuff coming up, are you, are you going to like have time to do anything? <laughs> if you yeah, think could, about books, healings, I, podcasts, I'm like,
1: I keep a balance, you know, I mean, it's not, it's not as, as crazy busy as it sounds. Like I said, I don't have like a huge client load or anything, at least not yet. You will. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, but I, you know, for me, I, I'll, I'm going to always keep no matter how busy it gets, I'm going to keep it balanced because, yeah. because I you know I'm not going to be much use to anybody if I cannot balance myself, right? Um, you know, and it it'll take the joy out of it for me. Well, so that's part of the. I mean, I'm trying to do everything I can to to be a positive influence, but I also want to enjoy it.
0: Yeah, and not only that you you want to be able to heal people, but you have to rest to do that. You have to be replenished yourself.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, you know, I found like, <laughs> I did a, um, a psychic fair in Pensacola a few weeks ago and, and I was back to back from the moment it started. Mm-hmm. It was, it was really cool. It was the first one I'd ever done. Um, and, but I was so exhausted by yeah. the end of the day. The, the next day I felt sick. Oh yeah. Because I was so drained of energy and, and just, and it was wonderful. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it, but I wouldn't want it to be like that. I wouldn't want to be going with my hair on fire the whole time, you know, every day like that. Right. I I spend time with people and really connect, and you know, do the best I can to to really help them. So I keep I'll keep a balance like that. And honestly, I mean, it all sounds like big and grandiose, but it's not as not as big and grandiose (laughs) as it sounds. (laughs) It really isn't. I mean, it's actually very humble, and you know.
0: so. Well, when you're doing higher work, it is humbling.
1: Yeah, and you know, I'm I'm actually thankful for that because when I first started out down this journey, when I wrote the book, I I knew it was something special, um, and and I don't say that in an egotistical way. I just I just mean that that it was a, a really warm story that that brought me a lot of joy and love and peace and and i i thought it was something that would be bring other people that same feeling and that those same thoughts um and so you know in my mind i thought it was going to be something big i thought i thought it oh wow this this could be a national international bestseller and and it'll be made into a movie and i'm i'm going to make all this money um and that was a bonus the money was never like like my like my driver or anything but i did have thoughts of it being like a big deal like ron burgundy and in, in anchorman you know um <laughs> <laughs>
2: you,
1: know, and, and it, you know and it you know it it had like i said it has been successful right. it has helped and i and i and i i'm blessed in the you know and and i hope the the book has been a blessing to those people so i'm not complaining or anything. But but the humble success that it's had has kept me grounded, and at times you know initially it kind of frustrated because I was like, what, what what could I what more could I do to make this more successful? Mm-hmm. And you know the reality is it's very organic. It's an organic thing. If it's you know if if spirit wants me to launch and have it be this big thing, it it will be. If not, it's not going to be no matter what I do. And and it's it, it's forced me in order to to keep that sense of fulfillment and like, it's like, I'm doing something worthwhile. That's, you know, that's, it's a growing experience, not just for me, but the people that it touches. I've had to stay focused on, on that light on, on the, on the why, Mm -hmm. you know, why, why are you doing this? I mean, what's the whole, what's the purpose here? What, what are you trying to accomplish? Not, and not in terms of, of, of it's, you know, um, it spoils, but rather, you know, the difference it makes for people, and so it's by by it not being this explosive success, it's kept me focused on what, you know, why it's why I did it in the first place, which is actually much more fulfilling, I think. Right. Um, you know, not don't get me wrong. I mean, if I suddenly if I suddenly sold <laughs> too many copies, I'm Um, but but I think if if it had happened right off the bat, I I could have very easily lost perspective. Sure. And, Um, not that it would have, I think, I don't think it would have lasted. I think I would have come down to earth pretty quickly, but, but I'm still glad that, that it's been a a modest thing that's manageable and, and where I can keep grounded and connected to what the whole thing was about in the first place.
0: I think it sounds awesome. I'm looking forward to hearing the podcast and I've ordered the book, so I'm pretty excited
1: about it. Well, thank you. Thanks for, for ordering it. Did you get the, um, the the hard copy or the, um, or the, the ebook or the, uh.
0: I always like hard copies.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: I have like a library of people I've interviewed. <laughs> Cause I just yeah, love I, it.
1: It's much more. Yeah. when you can actually hold it in your hands and look at the print. and
0: Yeah. You know, touch I, I... it. But then if I see yeah. you, I make you sign it.
1: Yeah, well, absolutely. You got it.
0: That—that's That's what I'm about. I'm like, oh my, I want it all signed. I have so many books, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but, you know, I uh, love them because all of this stuff is full of knowledge, you know?
1: Yep. Yeah. And almost wow. to the point where I have a lot of books, too, a lot of which I've, I've purchased and then never read because I haven't had time, you know, and they're like stack up. And then I keep buying more because I see something that looks fascinating. Yep. <laughs> come on already, stop buying these books.
0: (laughs) You know what? There's something about a book. I am sorry. I love, I love, I listen to podcasts every day. Obviously I love them. I have one. I'm getting ready to have two more. And then books. I love books. Even if I don't get to read them, I'm like you. I put them on the shelf. I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, certainly you're not doing any doing anything wrong getting them even if you never do read them, you're supporting the author and somebody will read it at some point
0: oh yeah it's just awesome how do people get a hold of you
1: um, well my um the the book website is is real easy it's it's just tysonsgift.com And, um, and that, that has the book and it has, um, has different podcasts that I've done. And it has, uh, actually somewhere in there, it's got a a connection to, to my healing practice on the, it's all most of that's all on the first page. And then my healing practice website is almost the same. It's Tyson's gift, healing.com. And, and from there you can, you can read about the modalities that I offer and, uh, which I offer, you know, Reiki, but I offer a number of other ones as well. um And and you can also book sessions with me. You can you can email me from there if you want to reach out and talk to me and ask questions or whatnot. And you know, like I said, I'm someday I may be as big as Ron Burgundy, but r- right now I'm I'm just a humble dude that lives for, <laughs> and and I have time to respond to people. So if you. You know, if you if you have questions or or wanna reach out, I'm I will I will respond to you. So um feel free to
0: I am so happy you came on Twilight Tonic. I wanna thank you so much for taking time out of your day and talking to me.
1: Oh, well, I've I've had a good time too.
0: You too. And after Thanks your next for- book, will you come back on and talk about it?
1: sure i would i would be honored and flattered that you would have me on a second time of
0: course i love this i live yeah. for this stuff come on
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely i'd be happy to yeah or you know if you ever if you ever have a need to fill a space just reach out to me
0: absolutely thank you again and i look forward to maybe our paths crossing at some point point. and you have a wonderful evening
1: you do the same thanks so much again
0: you're welcome take care